Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. Our compatriot Matt is on adventures, but will return soon. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's Thursday, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, which means... Fellow conspiracy realists, you may very well make an appearance on today's show. And if you happen not to be on today's show, no worries. We'll tell you how to get on air in the course of this show. So uh, stay tuned. We're about to hear from the best part of stuff they don't want you to know. As as we say always, you know, we spend some time scouring our uh, phone messages at one eight three three stdwytk uh, We also check in with our email, conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Uh, and we have a couple stories for you today, one of which is close to home for us uh, and has been garnering a lot of speculation here in the Atlanta metropolitan area. This is a developing story. It is a disturbing one. It may not be appropriate for all audience members. So if you have some kids, uh, if you yourself are sensitive to graphic depictions of violence, you may want to fast forward about 15 or 20 minutes, but we do believe this is important information. And after that, will be traveling back to the Middle East and to the to the danger to journalists and activists around the world because we had a follow-up to a recent strange news piece. Uh, this is an important segment this week, uh, so we do hope you tune in. Uh, well, without further ado, Noel, let's say we begin close to home in more ways yeah. than one. A little too close to home, if you ask me. I actually found out about this one through my mom. She sent me a text, and I don't know if how, how your folks text, but my mom tends to text in big run-on blocks where it's sort of hard to separate the different thoughts. 
from, from each you other. You prefer that to the flame text? Because I freak out. I've got some friends who could have just sent one text as a block, but send like 10 one sentence boop, boop, boops. Oh, that's me, Ben. That's me. Are you subtweeting me for my no, texting you're not, behavior? No, no, you're not who I was thinking okay. of. Okay, well, I do do that, and I, I tend to find that helpful because then I can separate the... Uh, but it is a little stressful when you're seeing them, and if you have... God forbid you have a sound... Who, what monster has this anyway? The sound effect turned on, where it's just like... That seems oppressive, but I do it out of courtesy for readability, but my mom doesn't do it. She doesn't punctuate either, so I think that's part of the problem. So it literally is just this giant block of text that I look at, and I'm like, I don't, I can't make heads or tails of this, but this one yeah, did lead. That's a lot. For this kind of news, I get, uh, I get breaking news updates mm-hmm. uh, as they happen, which is, I think, necessary to stay informed, but also... It's lucky that I have a pretty inhuman sleep schedule as <laughs> per usual, you know, because uh, when this news broke, it was rightly terrifying for a lot of people. Well, just to add a, add a, as an example and add a little levity, um, she goes, this is how this text came through from my mom. And then we'll, we'll talk about the listener who wrote in. She just goes, have you heard about the murders in Piedmont Park just across the street from Preston's house? Lady and her dog were stabbed to death. She was a bartender and was walking her dog after work. Betsy wasn't kidding. The box of stuff was at least 10 pounds. If school's open, I bet the kids will have to wear masks. So, okay. She, anyway, she definitely led with the right story. Uh, and I had not heard about this. And that is exactly what this is about. And uh, this story did come to us from, from my mom initially, but also from M, a listener who goes, hey, guys, I'm sure you're well aware, but there appears to be a serial killer in Atlanta. Uh, as I was reading this, I obviously couldn't help thinking of Wayne Williams and the Atlanta child murders. Uh, and hearing the topic of your podcast today felt eerie. M is referring to a previous Strange News episode, a recent Strange News episode, uh, where Matt brought in the story about new DNA evidence in the William, Wayne Williams case, the Atlanta child murders case. And then she sends a link to a local TV station, WRDW's story on uh, the case. Piedmont Park is a big green space here in Atlanta. Um, and it's true. A young woman was killed by stabbing when she was out walking her dog. And I don't know, Ben, am I incorrect in thinking that that's kind of considered to be a relatively safe part of town? Uh, it goes back and forth uh, with cyclical crime, but uh, in general, uh, Piedmont Park has uh, hours of operation. So you're not really supposed to be there after dark. I like many people have, uh, taking advantage of the somewhat lackadaisical security to hang out there at night. Uh, but there's a reason that these parks have specific hours. You know, you depending on where you live, fellow conspiracy realists, uh, your neighborhood parks may have sun, sun up to sundown rules, which are basically, they're not, you know, nine to five hard hours. They're just, if the sun's up, the park's open. If the sun's down, it's closed. Uh, this this came as a shock to a lot of people, however, because, uh, as you said, Noel, Piedmont Park is known as a big central gathering space. You know, it's home to a lot of big concerts. Uh, there are a lot of people who um, celebrate milestone events there. It's the picnic spot for a lot of folks um, to inject some levity, though, when you do go to Atlanta, if you're looking to have a picnic without a huge crowd, uh, try the Jimmy Carter Center. They have a hidden garden in the back and it's free to go. They also have a koi pond. This is the stuff you know if you're a local. But to your point, not to derail us, to your point, yeah, Piedmont Park is huge. A lot of people use it, and it was it's generally been considered a safer area. Yeah, and I mean, not to be too, like, inside baseball or regional, but it is just interesting the way uh, information— this, this story to me is more about information and disinformation spreading because, uh, you know, when this story first came out, uh, there there's some details around it that are quite chilling. Again, um, around 1 a.m., uh, the woman in question, Catherine Janice, who's 40 years old, her body was found um, slain, multiple stab wounds, along with her dog. Why are you going to kill the dog? That's just cruel. Um, and there is a uh, $10,000 reward, which seems kind of low, that investigators are offering for identifying the suspect. Uh, and we said serial, and we're going to get into this, but there, there was a second one as well. Uh, a woman was found shot to death at Yellow River Park in Gwinnett County. And there are 
some similarities kind of, but not really. And it was really just the, I'm not, not laughing that this is obviously tragic, both of these murders, but the only thing that's leading anybody to say, this is a quote unquote serial killer. First of all, if I'm not mistaken, been two deaths do not a serial killer make, right? I think it requires at least three, if not yeah, more. You're, you're correct. And the original post, uh, purporting or proposing the idea of a serial killer cited a third homicide in Norcross, which is north of the Atlanta area. Uh, Law enforcement, uh, law enforcement debunked uh, that third murder. Right. And, and uh, as far as I can tell, some of the initial, like um, a lot of this stuff was spread through viral, you know, Instagram stories and, mm-hmm. and and reposts and things like that. Uh Twitter user by the name of Babyface Killer posted uh a screenshot saying apparently there's a serial killer on the loose in Atlanta. This is so scary. And then um like an exclamation mark and a triangle, like a warning sign. This is very serious. You've all heard about the Piedmont Park murder, surely, but now FBI is stepping in on the case, pointing to the possibility of a serial being on the loose in ATL and surrounding areas. Crime in ATL is not uncommon. But these are, uh, she was killed when the killer stayed for a while, mutilating the body in very twisted ways, trigger warning, uh, and this is definitely a trigger warning. And then this, this post goes on to describe some very specific grisly mutilations that supposedly were done to, to this corpse, uh, including things like slicing off body parts and eyelids and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then refers to another body that was found in Stone Mountain, which is a bedroom community of Atlanta. Goes on to say, the reason the only way of identifying the body of the Piedmont were some tattoos is because of the gruesome, sick way she was mutilated. Reports of another female body are coming in this morning from Norcross, and that's the one you talked about. So we know about multiple stab wounds, you know, in the Piedmont Park incidents, but none of the mutilations that are being described have been confirmed by police. Ben, what else have you read, and what, if anything, are connecting these three cases? And is it really just internet hearsay and people trying to spread things? Because then there, there are some other tweets, too, that are, that are saying similar things. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, as uh, I mentioned on this week's uh, Strange News segment, Part of the issue goes to very well-intentioned tendencies toward pattern recognition, which after after a certain threshold become pattern creation. Obviously, people are frightened. Uh, Piedmont Park has had its share of crime over the years, but I believe according to official sources, this is the first homicide in the park in more than a decade. Uh, the, the story itself, grabbed a lot of people's attention because this is uh this is a part of the this is a part of the city that is considered walkable you know people pay a premium to live there and walking your dog in a park is something that anybody should be able to do safely uh the idea of mutilation i haven't been able to confirm yet uh but the police d- did describe the scene of the crime as gruesome. They did confirm it was uh, a matter of multiple stab wounds, at least in the case of Catherine Janis. Also, also, unfortunately, cameras in the area, including cameras at the entrance of Piedmont Park, were apparently not working at the time, which adds, you know, further, uh, further speculation here. And people are looking for answers. At this point, we have to admit that uh, multiple homicides per year do occur in Atlanta, as well as in many other major metropolitan areas in the United States. The family, the survivors of Janice and Lang, Tori Lang being the person who, as you said, was uh, also murdered in in Stone Mountain, they find these rumors disheartening, uh, if, you know, if well-intentioned. But what we also see here is the there's a part of that post that I really appreciate you reading regarding the FBI's involvement. Uh, at this point, it looks like it looks like local police uh, in Gwinnett County and in Fulton are saying there's no connection between the murders, 
And it looks like they're also um, they're also stating that there is no compelling evidence of a serial killer operating at this time. But but this gets back into the idea of true crime and uh, how important it is for us to to have as many facts at hand as possible before making statements like this, because serial killers are a relatively rare phenomenon, despite what Hollywood would have us believe. And uh, whether or not there was a, a single assailant involved here, the fact of the matter is that these women are dead and there needs to be a move to bring these folks to justice. So while it may it may make people more likely to pay attention to a story if they believe there is a serial killer afoot, the the hard fact of the matter is that someone, multiple people probably, committed murder. They got away, and we don't know uh, when or how they will be apprehended. And there's a good argument to be made, I would say, Noel, that. Anything that brings more awareness to this is helpful. More people are alert. More people are thinking twice about their personal safety. But also, I don't know, man. I'm, on, I'm, I'm concerned about this because I wonder, do you feel like this moves into the realm of exploitation? Or is this just simply people reposting news with the best of intentions? Well, whoever's talking about these specific uh, injuries that appear to have been just pulled from like an, the imagination of someone who's maybe watched one too many Saw movies, uh, that to me is uh, exploitative, uh, is a way of getting off by watching people freak out, you know, of, of rumor mongering and feeling like it's some kind of like, you know, power move or something, you know, unless unless there's something that, that they don't want us to know at the, at the APD. And okay, the FBI is involved, but that can mean a lot of things. Um, I will say that is a little bit suspicious because typically we've got the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. And if it wasn't something more serious, the GBI would probably be handling it. Um, but again, if, if unless there really is someone covering up any details like about these uh, these mutilations, it surely does feel like that's someone that just kind of getting a sick thrill out of freaking people out. But who knows? You know, I mean, it's very similar to posts. uh Look, I don't want to diminish anybody trying to do good by spreading information that they think to be true. But, you know, there was a big rash of um, all these stories going around about people overdosing on drugs that were laced with, uh, you know, in contaminants like fentanyl and things like that. And I know that there's probably some truth to that. And it probably happened. But then you start seeing them pop up in other cities and it feels very much like a copy pasta kind of situation where someone sees it and then they start reposting it and reposting it. And while there might be some layer of truth to it, is it the epidemic that people are making it out to be? Um, and, and, and what's the reasoning behind it? I'm, I'm not saying those things are directly connected, but I just think it's an interesting example when you see something, you want to be the one to share the, the news. You want to be the one to, to give people the scoop and, and, and help people like look out for themselves or their friends. So you don't really think twice because if something's grisly enough or scary enough, you're probably going to post it without fact-checking it. A lot of the time I've certainly been guilty of it and I've had to double back and make sure that I don't do that without, you know, kind of knowing what I'm talking about a little bit more. I don't know, Ben, what do you think? I do have some thoughts here, Nolan. I suggest we pause for a moment for a word from our sponsors and return to, to dive in just a bit further. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we are back. I do want to issue a quick correction. I had uh, misspoken said Stone Mountain. This was Yellow River Park in the case of 18-year-old Tori Lang. Uh, I completely agree with you, Noel. There is something to the human personality exacerbated by social media, and it is this. Human beings want to be Promethean. They want to be the bringers of light and knowledge, even if it's even if it's them, you know, reposting something. That's why people steal ideas and purport that those ideas are their own all the time. Whether it's a meme, whether it's a an aphorism, whether it's an invention, whether it's a song, etc. People want to be the person who brings knowledge, and some people are opposed to even admitting that they're learning something. This is um, an abstract problem with human hardware, but we see it writ large, again, probably with the best of intentions uh, by people on social media. In this case, people are trying to warn their friends. Nobody wants to lose uh, a stranger. Nobody even wants to lose people they dislike to uh, something as horrific as homicide. But you have to think of the survivors and the family here because, sure, Local law enforcement is saying that there's rampant misinformation about these tragedies right now. And they have they have denied that there is any evidence of a serial murderer. Uh, and the FBI is involved, as you said. Uh, but on the other side, we have when we look at the, the human side of people who have lost, you know, their life partner, people who have lost their daughter or their relative or their close friend. They're on the other side of this saying things like this guy had something I thought insightful and important to say during the vigil for Janice uh, that occurred this past Sunday night. He says, quote, she was a wonderful spirit. and I don't want that to be stained with things that you're hearing now. I want you to focus on the joy and love of Katie. So you can imagine how how traumatic it can be 
you know, to have lost someone in such a heartbreaking way, and then to hop on your phone or your social media of choice and find lurid, unverified reports, right? That that sound like, well, frankly, uh, that could that could be interpreted as pitches for some episode in a true crime series. There's something almost dehumanizing about that. And again, you know, we have to be careful here because people are overwhelmingly coming from very good intentions, from a very good place. They just don't want more people to die, which is totally understandable. And if you if you want to help someone in this situation specifically, if you want to help uh, Katie Janice and Tori Lang, you can look into the resources that the relatives and uh, local law enforcement have made available. Like as we record today, there's a $10,000 reward being offered to anyone with information on Janice's murder. Uh, you can call APD Homicide at 404-546-4235, or you can call Crime Stoppers at 404-577-TIPS. There's also a GoFundMe page. You, you saw that as well. Yes, I did. Ben, I have a one last question for, for me anyway. Um, isn't it a little sus that uh, FBI is involved, though, uh, for just a stabbing? I mean, I, I know stabbing is certainly grisly and, and uh, creates a lot of uh, outcry and people's imaginations tend to run wild, especially, you know, with the dog being killed as well. That certainly seems like kind of fetishistic murder, you know, um, much more so than a crime of opportunity, maybe. But why do you think the FBI is involved for this one case if they're saying there's not a pattern, which it certainly doesn't seem like there is. I mean, the other park was like almost a half an hour away, like at least 20 miles away, uh, and was a shooting, not a stabbing. So I know we were probably just conjecturing at this point, but do you have any thoughts as to why in an isolated case like this, just because it's a stabbing doesn't seem like reason to bring in the FBI unless there's something else going on. Yeah, it's a good question, Noel. And I would be misleading if I said I had anything more than speculation regarding FBI involvement here. Uh, but we can confirm again the FBI is looking into it. If we can, if we can find the internal reasoning, or if any of our fellow conspiracy realists can provide us with that reasoning. Uh, then we'll be we'll be glad to learn more. But at this point, I'm not I'm not specifically able to disclose or conjecture as to why the FBI is specifically involved. OK, well, I think uh, we'll probably we'll be keeping an eye on this, certainly. And uh, maybe there will be more information that comes out. But as of now, I think we can say, based on the information that we have, that this is likely not a serial killer. Um, and we have nothing backing up any of these more uh, intensely over the top, you know, grisly aspects of the crime. Agreed. And we will update if more information comes to light. Our next piece of correspondence today comes from Nadia Comanensi. Nadia Comanensi, who says this is a fake alias for the Olympics, uh, but writes to us with a tremendously insightful follow-up to our earlier strange news story on NSO and the now infamous Pegasus malware, spyware, whatever you want to call it, the software that is helping state-level regimes murder innocent people. Hi, says Nadia Comanensi. Please do not use my name. I want to explain a little bit more about Pegasus and companies similar to NSO. I'm trying to write this so that it is informative, but everyone is protected. That's what caught my eye here, uh, Nadia and Noel. I do want to note that this is a um, this is a pretty lengthy letter, so we're going to paraphrase a little, and we're going to use some excerpts, but we're going to make sure you get the soul of what's being said here. They continue saying, there is private technology for hire for whoever can pay the bill. NSO is just one company, and the company with the worst reputation for having no scruples in business. They're private sector companies, but honestly, I find that questionable because they are outrageously capable. They can supply any intel, for example, real-time satellite feeds or the information obtained from real-time satellite feeds. This information can be used to identify when and where illegal fishing or illegal waste dumping is happening, for example. Whenever someone hears a tool is used by law enforcement, they expect the CIA and secret hits and espionage. This is not always the case, and there's a lot of protection of the environment that comes about from the use of companies similar to NSO, but not NSO. 
The number one piece of evidence in a crime is the data mined from cell phones. All the contacts, any details of meetings, photo evidence of the crime, etc., is on the phone. If all the criminal contacts can be linked to the organization of a crime, then you can take down the entire criminal organization. The phone information is so valuable. My dream is for an agency to bring RICO charges against some of the criminals. It is still up to the investigative agency to prove a crime was committed, so spyware is really just a tool. A federal judge can give permission for wiretaps and access to bank records. Uh, these things combined, as well as eyewitness testimony, will make a case watertight. I guess I'm trying to say that there are people doing a lot of good with this same technology. And it is not that easy to get in on someone's phone. So it is not on my phone and your phone and his phone. Yeah, makes I mean, that makes sense. And I think that's a very valid point. Uh, this goes on. Nadia Komanincy says, finally, it's important that these surveillance companies have scruples. Ding, ding, ding. We put the ding, ding, ding in there. Uh, say I am a Russian mobster, parentheses, a lot of Russians and ex-Russian mobsters like using and doing this technology, in parentheses, and my employee at my corrupt firm ran off with $500,000 in Bitcoin and I want to find him. I can hire one of these companies to find them so they can negotiate my money back for a finder's fee. Now, if there is honor among thieves and this mobster legit just wants his money back, then an honorable company might help him. But say they want to kill him and get their money back. That's not something an honorable company would help with. And maybe they would not even help a Russian mobster in the first place. These spy companies have all the info at their fingertips. They know or can find out who they're working for. They can decide who to help and who not to help. And they can also filter information they give back. The client cannot listen or go through a Pegasus phone. That's Pegasus apostrophe D. Uh, when they hire someone to spy for them, the spying agency goes through the intel and decides what's relevant and what's not, what to tell the client, what to not divulge. If there is no evidence of a crime, there's no info to offer. Case closed. So they act as a middleman. These private companies act as certified informants on international cases. Fascinating. There's always a double-edged sword with this kind of stuff. I mean, if yeah. people can use it for evil, then people can use it for good and vice versa. I mean, you can always flip the script and take something that's – we see it all the time with this type of technology. And, of course, mm -hmm. this is the kind of, like, surveillance stuff that you could use against bad guys, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, that's much more helpful and efficient than, say, wiretaps and all the guidelines surrounding wiretaps and how long you can listen and all of that stuff, you know. I mean, it's just – not to be a broken record, but, you know, on The Sopranos, uh, Tony Soprano buys his son a uh, SUV in one episode, and he's like, I pulled all that GPS out of there. But this is, you know, The Sopranos was in the days before cell phones, before, like, smartphones. If you look at the phones everyone has in that show, they're all, like, you know, those little Sprint-type flip phones. So it wasn't mm -hmm. even something that people considered. And you got to wonder if people in organized crime, I mean, I know they're probably using smartphones for personal stuff, but I bet they still use burner phones for actual illegal operations, or they have some kind of special encryption on their devices. Not to sound too old school, but <laughs> but there's something to be said for technology that would be considered archaic. It's a little bit easier to to make sure that the people you're reaching are the people you want to reach and that no one's listening on the on the line, you know, like I'm not saying all paper ciphers and dead drops, but don't be surprised that people still use some of those because they work. What I think Nadia is saying here is that we have to be careful not to lump all these private sector Intel companies into one bucket. Uh, Nadia, I do appreciate that you agreed with us from, from a position of expertise and credibility that NSO does have one of the worst reputations here. Uh, and in, in return, in reciprocity, I, I agree that uh, these agencies are not all necessarily doing nefarious things. But NSO clearly, as we said in our previous segment, NSO clearly is claiming that they are not aware slash not responsible for uh, for the stalking of like Khashoggi's family, for mm -hmm. the deaths that have been uh, traced to agencies using Pegasus 
in Mexico and in other places around the world. And we aimed to be very, very fair, fair to the best of our ability with the information we had when we presented NSO companies' statements uh, and when we presented the accusations of these journalists. Uh, but let's pause for a word from our sponsor, and then let's let's dive into this a little bit more. Uh, while we're on break, everybody check your phone. Ask yourself what's on it. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424. Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Just Candy Crush. Um, let's see. Coup uh, Groupon. Got Dr. Mario World. That's a fun one. And some games my kid plays. I got Spotify on here. Ways. Bunch of pictures that I'll probably never look at. Well, I don't know. Hopefully not uh, Pegasus though. But uh, how, how do you? How does it get on there, Ben? I know it, it has to do with like. You can get a FaceTime call that you don't even have to answer, and it can infect you that way. Like there, there were some really creepy. You think of we've always thought of. Well, first off, we've always thought of Macs as being impervious to viruses. Viruses are only for PCs, we said, and that, of course, isn't true anymore. Uh, but for the longest time, that we seemed like to be uh, blissfully, you know, uh, impervious to viruses where cell phones are concerned. But uh, this is that's why I think this is such an interesting development. But it's also something that's been around for. A lot longer than we realized, right? Yeah, uh, Noel. I think that's a really that's a really good point because originally Pegasus would send uh, a malware link 
and you had to click on that link at least, and then you would be uh, you would get popped. But now, uh, like you said, it can install itself with simply a missed call on WhatsApp. I believe is the platform that that's the one. Sorry, I said yeah. FaceTime. No, yes. you're, you're mm. perfect. I'm sure. I'm sure there's work going on to make it even more easily transmissible. Right now, the only way to get rid of Pegasus completely is to discard the phone. Like you have, you cannot really wipe it. You have to discard the phone. And then uh, secondly, because this is, if you look at it objectively, this is brilliant design. Uh, but secondly, to Nadia Comanensi's point, these companies do have the ability to act as a middleman to filter information. And if they have the ability to filter information, then does that not logically mean they are seeing the information? Does that not logically mean they are able to draw some conclusions about how this information is going to be used? Like you see a journalist family members showing up, right? And, and their intel is going through Pegasus, right? Yeah. And then later that journalist is dismembered. Uh, is vivisected, then is it like is it unfair to say that they probably could have figured out what the software was being used for? I just I don't know. I don't have all the facts, but it seems like a it doesn't seem like an argument in good faith. Does that make sense? Am I being too hard on them? No, I don't think so at all. I don't think you're being too hard on them at all. Um, but let's 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 flip back to the you know the positive uses for this like. I mean, we know uh, probably largely from fiction and true crime stuff that career criminals, professional criminals are very paranoid about this kind of stuff. Uh, and I think that kind of paranoia is starting to filter into just, you know, regular civilians just because of all of the surveillance state type stuff that we're, uh, you know, reading about and seeing firsthand. But um, do you think it would take more to infect uh, a criminal, someone you were actually trying to surveil, um, you know, for RICO type cases, uh, would it take more of a clever backdoor than, say, just like a phishing scam or, or, or even like a WhatsApp call that maybe someone wasn't expecting? I would think, you know, you see, you see mobsters throwing cell phones out the window all the time. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, to get this done and to do it effectively, would there need to be even further uh, more clever ways of infecting someone's phone with this? Yeah, that's the race. That's a good question as well, because uh, right now, this hit the mainstream recently, but in the industry, Pegasus is old beans. People know about it. WhatsApp, Microsoft, Google, all the other kids, all the, all the, uh, all the hits. Uh, they continually are patching security loopholes that allowed Pegasus to function, but that doesn't mean the researchers on the Pegasus NSO side stopped doing that research. There are new variants of Pegasus that'll probably come out to, with uh, different or more sophisticated exploits. There are a couple ways to think about uh, think about your question here with organized crime. First, it's <laughs> it would be hilarious if it wasn't so dangerous. But I, I think the average person would be surprised by how many high level criminal and like legal state level operations do dummy things, knucklehead things like have the administrator password for their system be, you know, admin or admin one, two, three. Uh, this this seems like a huge misstep, but it's not an uncommon one even today. Uh, secondly, it's tough because the more people you have in any operation, the more opportunities for exploits naturally come to exist. And all it takes is just one person who's a little bit sloppy and that can, that can Rico everyone. You know what I mean? So it's, it's no surprise that some criminal organizations have very specific, pretty extreme rules about how they use telecommunication devices. You know, these devices are a necessity now for a lot of people, especially if you're looking at international crime. But one of the best uh, one, one of the best things that people have on their side when it comes to something like Pegasus is that Pegasus is not really something the average person could buy, you know, to start right. their X or something like that. It costs like 
millions of dollars to to use. You have to have some sophisticated handling. This is the opposite of plug and play. It's not like Clearview AI or whatever. This software, the journalists involved are saying that it is being used to target high value, high value folks who the most of the world would not think of as criminals, like lawyers, journalists, politicians, um, people who might have access to top secret information mm. uh, via their device, you know? And like, it's like uh, you and I and our ride or die, Matt, a number of years ago, we were stranded in the Atlanta airport and we made for what, for like 18 hours or something. No, for a while. Oh, it, a, a it, it seemed like an attorney. Gaurav, you're talking about our friend that we made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I was I was going back and forth on whether to say his name on air, but he's he, we converted him. He's a good fan of the show, friend of the show now. And aside from being a magnificent guy, and dude, if you're listening, I hope it worked out with the girl. Uh, thank you for taking, uh, thank you for <laughs> listening to our uh, weird, weirdly specific advice. Um, but uh, he had something interesting, like uh, in his line of work. He had some pretty tight OPSEC on his work computer, and he wasn't doing any spy stuff. You know, he no. was just working with financials, and it was great to have him walk us through it uh, because, you know, obviously we we are not going to try to take advantage of anybody. But also, I don't know if you remember this, there was that moment where I just had to very politely say to him, you know, hey, man. This is fascinating because we're all nerds and we love seeing how this stuff works. But I don't know if you should be telling some dudes you just met at the airport, <laughs> which he found hilarious. Well, I remember, too, it was the first time I'd ever seen something that's now pretty commonplace, uh, at least, you know, in terms of like three factor authentic authentication. But he had a thumb drive that had like a constantly changing key. It constantly updated like out of timer, like I think every like. 10 minutes or something like that, it changed. And he had to, you know, put in a new key that was actually physically displayed somewhere or, or like on an app. I don't remember exactly how it works, but it's like, you know, there are all these authenticator programs now that, you know, the keys literally are always on a cycle and changing and you have to enter in the new one. And if you miss it by a couple seconds then it won't work. So it just, you know, proves that you have access to the device. So probably that kind of uh, multi-factor authentication or encryption will maybe be more of a thing. Uh, and get more robust, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, as that evolves, uh, we will see attempts to break that security layer evolve in step. It's a continuing kind of, uh, let's see, this might be too old school for some people, but uh, if you remember the Mad Magazine comic strip, Spy versus Spy. Sure. That's essentially, um, that's essentially what's happening but I really appreciated your point there, Nadia. Like, not all of these things are inherently bad. Indeed, uh, all technology is like fire. The way I said earlier, it can warm you and save your life, or it can burn you and your house down. Technology has ever been a double-edged sword. And whether you're dealing with your smartphone at home, or whether you're dealing with a weird email on your laptop, or whether even your car's GPS is doing something weird, it's important to keep that in mind. Technology is only as ethical as the people who wield it. Uh, and with that, I think we can leave it there. We hope you enjoyed this week's listener mail. Uh, thank you so much to M. Thank you so much to Nadia. Uh, and we cannot wait to hear from you. Uh, if you want to take a page out of their book and contact us, we have so many ways to do it. Uh, we try to be easy to find online. Mm -hmm. Please don't mm -hmm. give us Pegasus. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, Please direct your non-Pegasus-tainted uh, missives to us via our uh, social media channels, the usual ones. We've got Instagram, where we're Conspiracy Stuff Show, doing it in a different order today. And then we've got uh, Conspiracy Stuff, which is our handle on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, where you can find daily video clips uh, of little, you know, key moments from every podcast that we do every single day of the week. And if that doesn't quite bag your badgers, uh, if you feel like going a bit more old school, we have your back as well. You can call us directly on your telephonic device. 
Yes, even if it's a rotary phone. Our number is one eight three three. Say it with me: S T D W Y T K. You'll hear a message that lets you know you're in the right place, and then you'll have three minutes. Those three minutes belong to you. Uh, we ask only that you let us know uh, if it's okay to use your name and/or voice on air. Give yourself a sick nickname, a moniker, an AKA. We love that sort of thing. Tell us what's on your mind. Most importantly, if you have something you'd like to tell us that doesn't fit into three minutes, please do not censor yourself. Instead, write the story out. Give us any supplementary links, any leads that you feel are important, and send us down the rabbit hole via email, where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.